welcome to the Crystal Clear Podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm your host. This is Season 3, Episode 1, and today we are hitting on the topic of parenting. That is a big topic, which we could talk about for a very long time, but today we're going to hit on the five biggest mistakes or five of the biggest mistakes that parents make and how to solve them and how you can avoid them. So if you have a child, you know that parenting can be incredibly hard. It can also be a great joy, but it will test your patience and refine your skills in ways that nothing else can. And if you're like me, you want to edge on the game. Knowing what to avoid, how to avoid it might not make the job easier, but it will give you an advantage before you ever begin. So here are five of the biggest mistakes that parents make that can be avoided. By the way, I'm a parent. I have six children. They are ranging from the age of four all the way up to 20. I've been a parent for 20 years. And so I gained this knowledge through experience. I didn't read it from a book. Uh, This is real life. And so I've lived these out. So I know a lot of other people as well um, that have told these to me. I have a lot of friends and people that I've talked to about these as well. So some of these may come from insight from my friends or other people. Some of them uh, we've all dealt with in the past. So number one, the first part that parents, uh, first thing parents do for making a mistake would be, anybody have a guess? That would be angry correction. So when a child isn't listening to you or when they are defiant, It often makes the parents feel angry, but angry correction only teaches a child to be angry when they have a problem and to be afraid of you, and it won't teach them how to actually do better or solve the problem. So consequences are the teacher, and we do well as parents to allow consequences into the child's life to teach them instead of being angry with them. And I have a good example of this. I have use the following example for 20 years in my own thinking. So long time ago, once I heard the story about a police officer and it changed the way that I saw correction and the way I correct children. When a police officer sees a person excessively speeding and breaking the law, he pulls them over and he tells them what they're doing wrong. Because the power of the law is on his side, He doesn't have to be angry. He doesn't have to yell. He simply hands out the consequence of breaking the law. And he gives out a ticket and the people have to pay the fine. He never feels the need to shout at the driver or get mad because the ticket that he gives them and the fine they have to pay is the effective consequence. And they don't want to repeat that offense again. So in the same way, consequences are effective against breaking rules or disregarding instructions. And if we choose wisely as a parent, then the child won't want to repeat the offense again if we choose a good consequence. A great book on this topic is Creative Correction by Lisa Welchel. And I read it 20 years ago, and it has been a huge wealth of information for me for 20 years. I want every parent to read this book, Creative Correction, because it showed me that for every problem that you have to solve, there is a viable, easy solution if you just choose the right consequence. 
if the consequence has to do with words, you choose, I mean, if the problem has to do with words that the child is saying, then you choose a consequence that has to do with words. For example, um, like if we're in the car and the kids are just, you know, being too loud or they're saying things to each other that, you know, is, isn't appropriate to say or things like that, then because it's words that they're saying or because they're being loud, we say, for five minutes, you can't talk. You're going to lose the privilege of using your words and talking for five minutes. So we set a timer on the phone and they have to be quiet for five minutes. And then hopefully that reminds them that they can't be loud in the car or that they can't be, you know, saying things to each other in the car that they shouldn't say. Um, so we repeat that as often as necessary. Usually if they have to be quiet for five minutes because they're all girls, they don't want to be that quiet. And so they don't want to do that again. And they remember to either not to be loud or to be kinder when they speak to each other. So the main idea is that the consequence should fit the problem. The consequence should fit the offense and it will work. The more that you do it, uh, you don't have to be angry. There's no anger necessary to give a good consequence. You can talk in a normal voice. So that was number one. Now let's go on to number two. The second of the mistakes that parents make, common mistakes, is being inconsistent with correction. So when you're teaching a child to do something, um, anything you tell them to do, you will have to repeat your instructions day in and day out until they can do it well. And that depends on how old they are also. So it could be how to brush their teeth, uh, how to put away their clothes, how to tie their shoes, how to speak to somebody with respect. You have to show them how to do it and you have to tell them how to do it. And you have to tell them again tomorrow and you remind them. And so my smaller children, I have to remind them that they don't talk to me the same way they talk to other kids. So they don't say, huh, or yeah, or what to an adult. But instead they say, ma'am, or yes, ma'am, or yes, mom, because that is respectful to adults. If I were a child, they could say yes or what, but I'm not a child. Adults are not the same as children. And so we've earned something along the way in the manner of respect. But if I'm not consistent in teaching them, then they will likely not do it. So a little training goes a long way when you are a parent. It takes about a month or 30 days of daily consistency to get something right and to get it accomplished and set it in the mind of a child. 30 days is not that long if you think about the grand scheme of life, you know, 80 years of living, 30 days is not that long. And you will see major fruit and major reward for your effort and your time. And, and most of all, you'll enjoy your children if you are consistent to keep telling them the way that you want them to talk to you and the way that you want them to do certain things. It will eventually ingrain in them and they will catch on. So number three of the common mistakes that parents make is not requiring respect. And this goes along with number two that we just talked about in consistent correction. Um, number three, requiring respect. So <clears throat> we could add that respect is honor of a position, of authority, honor 
um, it is esteeming a position or honoring that position. Children are not born with this. And if you have a child, you know that they're not. And they must be taught respect for the people who take care of them. This can be in the form of words or tones of the voice or facial expressions, actions, and also the way they talk and act toward their brothers and sisters in the home. It does not mean that we tolerate mistreatment from others, but as a basic rule, we respect the people who take care of us. If a child is intentionally being disrespectful after you teach them how to be respectful, there should be a consequence. So there's unlimited options for effective consequences and every child is different. Every kid has different needs and they have different wants. So you have to know the child and take it into consideration. Dr. James Dobson is a great author on discipline and he's written many good books on this subject. He says that three things are requiring immediate attention from a parent. You have to have action with these three things. If a child has disrespect, defiance, and disobedience. And if you don't know what those are, disrespect is obviously dishonoring authority. Defiance is when they just outright refuse and say no to whatever you want them to do. Disobedience is when they just don't do what you ask them to do. So he gives good examples in his books. Um, Those books are The Strong-Willed Child and Dare to Discipline. Those are two good resources from Dr. James Dobson. I recommend every parent read those two books because they have helped me so much in raising strong-willed children. So number four, on to number four in the common mistakes parents make is too much time on electronics for children. So I don't think any parent intends to allow excessive use of video games. You know, they don't just sit down and say, oh, I'm going to let my kids spend their whole life playing video games, you know, but it happens. Uh, Parents start out allowing it because it's a fun distraction. And then over time, it becomes a habit and the thing that kids automatically go and do, it's like a default setting their brain automatically goes to it instead of thinking of other things. And so it takes effort to come up with activities that are good for kids and that are productive and that cause your brain to grow and to be healthy. Um, Some kids whine and argue because there are no boundaries and there's no limits. But if you set limits, it's a lesson that kids desperately need. Our culture desperately needs adults who can set limits and say, that's enough we've had enough of that, you know, uh, the word no, our kids desperately need to be able to hear that word and have boundaries on their time and activities. So limits guard children from excess in any part of life. They give people boundaries that protect them and they help us to use our abilities and our purposes and not to forget about them. I tell my kids that they have a set limit of time on Fridays to do games, video games. That's the only day. And then the other days of the week, we have a list of things they can do, put on the wall where they can see it. So they're encouraged to have hobbies of their own. They play instruments. They have um, crafting hobbies. One of them is an artist. Some of them build things. They do things they enjoy. Sometimes they go outside. Sometimes they play sports. Um, 
I limit the game time to one day only a week in just a few hours. And I want, them, I want them to have this default thinking of what are their skills, what are their abilities, what are their hobbies, what is their purpose in life, what do they enjoy. And I try to propel them to do those things. I believe that a big part of our job as parents is to make sure we do all we can to help our kids use their gifts and fulfill their purpose and not allow those to fall to the side. We all know that video games can be addictive, especially to children, and they don't possess the ability in themselves to regulate their desire in the same way that they don't possess the ability to regulate how many cookies that they eat. You know, they don't regulate when they eat something sweet, they just want more. And so it's the same with video games. They don't regulate, their brain isn't fully grown, and they don't have enough self-control. So they have to be taught and they have to be guided in the area of limits and self-control. And they may resist you, but it is a gift that you will give them and they need it in their adult lives to be able to say there's a limit on things that we do. So moving on to number five and the last one that we'll talk about today, common mistakes that parents make is not spending enough time with your kids. So when your children are small, sometimes as parents, we think that we need to give them stuff. But what they really want is our attention and our time. And often young parents are busy working and they don't realize that their kids are desperately wanting their attention. And they just want the parents to play with them and spend time with them. It means the world to them. And if we spend time with our kids, we earn their trust and they feel like we see them And we hear them and we understand them. And that creates a solid foundation in the early years of life. So that in later years, they will know that they can trust us to be there and to be present for them. It makes a difference in so many ways. Um, Emotional development skyrockets when parents are present. Mental development grows. Intelligence grows. I've read the studies. It's pretty amazing. In every conceivable way, being present and paying attention will bring positive growth to your children. And it doesn't take as much time as you would think. In previous generations, it was the way of life for a young boy or young girl to be right beside their parents throughout the day. And so they formed a bond and they learned the skills necessary for life. But in our modern times, this is no longer the case. Now, parents must be intentional to spend time alongside their children and pass on the skills for life. And when the child has a bond with just one trusted adult, they have the foundation and the confidence through that one connection that they can achieve great and remarkable things in life. Just one connection with one trusted adult is all that it takes for a child to succeed. And that one adult can be you. For my book on parenting and education. You can look up Liberated Learning on Amazon for my course for parents. It is on Thinkific and it is called You Can Homeschool. Everything is possible when you believe it is. So let's go for a recap on the five common mistakes that parents make with their children. Number one, can you remember? Angry correction. Remember, whenever you're correcting a child, the police officer, um, the police officer analogy that you don't have to be angry. 
Anger is not required to get a result from your children. What's required is the consequence. And the good book for that is Creative Correction. The second mistake parents make is being inconsistent with their correction. So be consistent for at least 30 days. And in the grand scheme of life, just keep being consistent. Number three, require respect in the way that they talk to you, in the way that they listen, in the way they speak to their brothers and sisters. Uh, You can teach a lot and change a lot by the way you allow them to speak to you. Good books for that is Strong-Willed Child, Dare to Discipline by James Dobson. The fourth mistake is too much time on electronics. Um, It's a good idea to just have a limit and to teach your child that limits are good for them. Number five, not enough time spent with your kids. The time that you spend with your kids will go farther than anything else that you can do for them. And they will learn so much from it. And just from the fact that you're present and they will gain a lot of confidence from that. So that is the five biggest mistakes that parents make, how to avoid them and how to correct them. Thank you guys so much for listening in and being here today. And until next time, as always, take care and God bless.